Good morning. Today is Tuesday, February 2nd, 2021. This past Sunday, the Jewish world lost one of our beloved and rare giants, Rabbi Dr. Abraham Tversky. Few individuals have made such a difference in so many different areas of life. So please, there are accolades and tributes and videos all over in every Jewish publication, all over the internet. Please look at them to appreciate this amazing individual. Allow me to share a much too brief tribute of those parts of Dr. Tversky's life that have affected me the most. For most of Dr. Tversky's life, he lived in Pittsburgh. He was a psychiatrist specializing in overcoming drug and alcohol addiction. He advocated AA 12 steps programs. He wrote extensively about how the 12 steps, which are often associated with a Christian worldview, also reflect genuine Jewish values. And he also advocated that AA meetings and similar meetings should take place within Jewish places in order to make it easier for Jews to avail themselves of this important tool in overcoming addiction. For many years, I've had the privilege to be a rabbinic resource for JACS, which is an organization that stands for, the name is a little unwieldy, Jewish Alcoholics and Chemical Dependents and Significant Others, but it's known as JACS. It's kind of a Jewish AA, that's an oversimplification, but that's kind of what it is. <clears throat> I've had the privilege to host their meetings in shul, both here in Montreal and before coming here in New Haven. And I've had the opportunity to be a regular speaker at those meetings, about 12 steps. And usually at each of the meetings, we would take one of the steps and discuss them. And I would discuss one of the steps at each meeting from a Torah point of view, usually relying on Dr. Tversky's writings and insights. Just to give you an, a little bit of insight to the manifold aspects of his amazing personality. So, it once happened, someone told him that a certain great rabbi in Israel, I don't need to mention his name, but a great rabbi in Israel criticized the 12 steps program as being Christian and not appropriate for Jews. And they, of course, Dr. Tversky devoted his life to oppose uh, that view. So someone told him about this statement that this famous rabbi in Israel had made, and they asked him what he was going to do about it. And he said, right now, I'm angry, so I'm not going to do anything. 
just a, a, an amazing and wonderful uh, piece of advice in every area of life. One of the areas of his focus in treating addiction was the importance of self-esteem. He wrote, Today, I sit in my office and a young man or woman of 16 or 17 is brought in for treatment of a drug abuse problem and questioning will elicit that for several years this beautiful child has been putting these harmful substances into their body and he says, tell me, what do you do if you're working in the kitchen and you accumulate garbage? Where do you put the garbage? And he says, invariably, the young person will look at them with a puzzled look and they'll say, well, of course, you put it in the garbage can. Where else do you put it? And then he says, tell me, my child, how is it that you have been putting all of this drug garbage into yourself? I'm sure you know that this stuff that you're taking is garbage. And he writes, it has never yet failed. The tears well up. And these lovely children tell me that they had never felt good about themselves. Essentially, they saw nothing inappropriate with introducing garbage into their systems because their perception of themselves was distorted and deflated. They thought of themselves as trash cans. Now, in addition to the area of drug addiction and other addictions, he applied this concept in the area of parenting about which he also wrote extensively. And one of the things that he wrote, he talked about his father and the way that he himself was raised. And he talked about the fact that he was raised in a rabbinic family. The Torsky family is one of the uh, most illustrious rabbinic families in the world for many, many generations and many, many branches of the family. It's an, an incredible family. And he wrote about, as a little boy, when he would do something wrong and his father would disapprove. And his father would say to him, Espasnisht which means it's not fitting for you. And he writes as an adult, looking back as a child, he writes about how wise that approach of discipline is because espasnish means you're too good for that. It's the opposite of a put down. It's the opposite of a criticism. It's to say, you, you are so beautiful and so holy, this is just not worthy of you. And the emphasis, he says, was on me, he writes, rather than on the behavior. And it's such an important point of view. So he tells this story, and this is just 
It's a great story. So he says, as a child, he was uh, somewhat of a chess prodigy. And uh, people would come to visit and uh, he would enjoy playing chess with older adults. And he was quite good. I also am a chess player. Um, I regularly lose all the games that I play, starting with my 12-year-old grandson, which I lose every game. But Dr. Torsky was much, much better. So he tells the following story. It once happened that over Rosh Hashanah, they had a guest who was a rabbi and stayed with them over Rosh Hashanah. And on the afternoon of Rosh Hashanah, it was quiet. It was after davening, after they ate, before they went back to shul for mincha. So the rabbi, the guest, said to this little boy, Abraham Tversky, said, would you like to play a game of chess? So the little boy, Abraham Avram, Dr. Tversky, said, maybe it's not the right thing. Rosh Hashanah, it's, you know, chess, it's... So the rabbi said, no, it's okay. It's permitted. It's okay. We'll play. So they played a game of chess and he won the game. That evening, the night of the second night of Rosh Hashanah, his father said to him, I want you to come into my study. He came into the study. And his father was looking in a safer, was learning, was reading. And he stood silently for a couple of minutes. And finally, his father looked at him and he said, you played chess on Rosh Hashanah? So he said, yes, the rabbi who was our guest said it was okay. And his father looked down at his Sefer, at his Gemara. He didn't say a word. He just nodded his head. And it's correct according to the letter of the law that it is permissible to play chess on Rosh Hashanah. But it's pasnished. It's, it's, it's not really the, the way that a... That, that a, a a spiritual Jew should send that day. And his father didn't tell him that he could leave the room, so he stood there. And he writes, the remorse that I felt during those moments was more profound than any beating or shouting or anything else could have felt to me. And I resolved at that moment, I would never again violate the holiness of such a day, even if it was technically permissible. And then a few minutes went by in silence. And then his father looked at him with a twinkle in his eye and he said to him, but you won the game, right? And 
as an adult, looking back at that scene, he writes that it could not have been orchestrated more perfectly because he had done something wrong as a boy and he was held accountable by his father. And it was done in a way that he himself regretted what he had done. And once that happened, that silent interplay had happened, it was clear to his father that he needed to be raised up, to be lifted, his self-esteem to be lifted. And he understood, maybe he didn't understand it then, but he understood later, his father never would have asked him that question, did you win, unless his father had known that he had won, because he certainly would not have wanted to embarrass him to say, no, I lost. So he asked that question as a way to say, yes, you did something wrong, you're held accountable, you need to improve, but I still am proud of you and I still love you very much. And he just writes about how, how perfect that approach to parenting is in being able to hold a child accountable, but also to raise the child's self-esteem. Another area in which Dr. Tversky was a trailblazing leader was in getting the Jewish world to face domestic abuse within our community. He was the featured speaker at what I believe, to the best of my knowledge, was the first conference for Orthodox rabbis that honestly and boldly faced the fact that the rate of domestic abuse, physical abuse, verbal abuse, psychological abuse, controlling behavior, every facet of domestic abuse, that the rate exists within our community, within the Orthodox world, to the exact same extent as it exists in every other community, every religion, every socioeconomic level, every level of education, it's across the board. And it's horrifying. Many others refused to even believe or consider such a possibility existing within, among religious Jews. I mean, it's, how could such a thing exist? Just as so many rejected the possibility, the idea that there's drug and alcohol abuse within our community. I was present at that meeting. It took place in the late 1980s at the Fifth Avenue Synagogue in New York. It was hosted by an organization, an amazing organization called Shalom Task Force. And that meeting was attended by hundreds of Orthodox rabbis from across the spectrum of Orthodoxy. That was the impetus for me and for many, many others to take up this cause. My involvement in Ober Shalom, other efforts going back over 35 years to counter domestic abuse, to counsel individuals, 
to speak about it, to be involved with organizations working against it, like so many other rabbis, is largely due to Dr. Tversky. And he was a brilliant teacher of Torah in every area of Torah. He wrote important works on the weekly Torah portion, a very important work on prayer, many, many, many other works of pure Torah commentary. He is one of the scholars I have quoted most often throughout my career. I urge you, read his books. First of all, that'll take you a long time because he wrote, I don't know, many dozens of books. Watch his videos on the internet. They are so filled with wisdom and insight and sensitivity. Let me just share with you very briefly a few of my favorite of his books that have made a difference in my life. I know I'm doing this quickly, but if you want to contact me by email, I'm happy to follow up. So caution, kindness can be dangerous to the alcoholic is one of his important works on the subject of alcoholism and combating it from a Torah point of view. One of my all-time favorites, I quote so often, a work called Generation to Generation, which is kind of a memoir. It's a collection of stories about his life, about his family. Amazing, amazing stories. I, I strongly recommend it. One of the most important works that he wrote, The Shame Born in Silence. This is perhaps the classic work on the subject of domestic abuse within the Jewish world. And it is very powerful with what to look for as warning signs, how to recognize what's going on and how to help combat it. A very important work that um, I have tried to implement. I, I, I will not say that I was successful in implementing, but I certainly tried to positive parenting a work that he wrote together with Dr. Ursula Schwartz, a very important work on parenting. This is one of the areas of Torah learning that I've gained from the most living each week. It has uh, essays on every Torah portion. Every one of them is profound, practical, applicable to our daily lives. And you have heard, if you've listened to me, you've heard a lot of this uh, that I, which I've quoted from him, uh, but it is a wonderful work. It's very, very worthwhile. Uh, it would be one of the best works on the weekly Torah portion uh, to study on a regular basis. And uh, he wrote a Haggadah from bondage to freedom. Also, this has a place of honor at our Seder every year. We quote from it every year. Uh, important practical insights uh, that really make you into a better person. Um, of course, the best work by Dr. Tversky is whichever one you can get your hands on first. So I urge you um, to please try uh, to learn more about him and front him. Let me conclude with two quotes. I shared this with many of you last year before Pesach, when it was so needed by so many of us. And the truth of this 
is still with us now every single day. And I have shared this quote, but I've shared the idea in so many different ways, and I will continue to do so because it is an essential message. He wrote, according to Jewish law, at the Pesach Seder on Passover, at the Seder night, even if a person is old and totally alone, one must begin the Seder with asking Manishtana, the four questions. Normally, at a, at a Seder, you, the children will ask Manishtana four questions and the adults will answer the question. But what if you're alone? What if you're by yourself? So Jewish law says, even if you're alone, you have to ask the four questions. And he writes, ask of whom? And he writes, God, of course. We are never alone without God. Finally, I want to leave you with this. A story that, to my mind, encompasses Dr. Tversky's life and leadership. And it's a story that continues to motivate me every single day. He tells the story of a Hasidic Rebbe who lived many years ago. And this Rebbe was sick and he went to the doctor and the doctor had to perform a medical treatment that was extremely, extremely painful. It, it's like something that almost a person could not handle it. And this is before anesthesia and it's something that caused unbearable, unbearable pain, but it was necessary because of the condition that this Rebbe had. And as the doctor proceeded to implement this painful treatment, the Rebbe seemed not to register the pain. He, he, he was silent. He, it was as if he didn't feel anything. So the doctor was amazed. And he said to him, how is it possible that I, I know that it's necessary. I have to do it. I don't want to cause you pain, but how is it necessary that you're going through this and you're not even registering the pain? And the Rebbe said to him, you know, when someone comes to me for help with a problem, and in spite of how much I want to help that person, I find that I am unable to do so. If it's such a time, I don't jump out of the window in pain. I certainly don't have to cry out in pain now. That's what leadership should be. And that is what Dr. Tversky embodied. May his memory be a blessing for everyone who has the privilege of knowing him and of learning from him. My friends, I wish you a good day. And I look forward to seeing you soon in person. So would you mind if I do this for a second? I, I, I meant to include this actually. I saw this on the internet uh, yesterday.
I would not have believed it unless I saw the video of he himself saying this. He told the story that he composed the tune. I'm going to share it with you in just one second. He composed it himself. He sang it at I think he said his cousin or his nephew's wedding, a family wedding a few days later, it caught on and everybody else claims, Breslov claims it's a Breslov melody and Chabad claims it's Chabad, but, but here it is. Hoshia esamecha uvarech esnachlasecha Urem, 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 urem v'nasem, urem v'nasem ad halam. That's Dr. Tversky. He wrote that. He composed the music. All of us sing it every year, every, all the time. Just, and he composed it. Yeah, I, I would not have believed that unless I saw he himself saying it on the video.